Welcome back, Doc, to the C.L. Bryan Show. How have you been, friend? Oh, wonderful. And it's such a joy to be with you. If You know, smiling is good for the soul. And just hearing your voice should make everybody smile. Thank so you so thank much. You. Thank you so much, Doc. God bless you for that. Dr. McMillan, as we talked, uh, you and I uh, shared a text yesterday uh, there's, there has to be uh, a reason. We just didn't wake up and get to where we are here this morning in America. Dr. McMillan sort of set up the process uh, of, of American uh, degradation at this point that has gotten us here in our political realm. Talk to us. Okay, folks, hold on here, because this is very easy to follow. First of all, people who live in liberty think differently than people who live in bondage. In order to think differently, they also speak differently. And how do you get someone to think and speak differently? You have to educate them with a goal in mind. And the goal that our nation has been educated in is the goal of us being dependent on civil government and instead of dependent upon God and taking the reins of self-responsibility. Wow. And so there has been a shift in the belief system, in the dependent, uh, in, in, in the, what, what has shifted? Well, it used to be that when someone had a problem, they first of all thought about what, how could they solve it? How could their family solve it? Who do they know in their personal uh, little circle of people that would know how to solve their problem? Then they would look outside and civil government as a solution was the last thing considered. Now, if you notice, when you hear a politician speak, they often talk about civil government being the first place that we go to to solve our personal problems. As if, you know, this is going to work. It doesn't work that way because we're individuals who like relationship and we have pre-programmed within us a natural desire for liberty. Does the pre-program, does, I mean, does the um, uh, programming, not the pre-programming that we have for liberty, but does the programming away from what we are hardwired for begin in our educational system? And as you have talked to us on many occasions about how this poisoning of the American bloodstream came about, tell us again, walk us through it again as to how the educational system is uh, also uh, a a co-conspirator in the takedown of our social fabric. Okay, so people who want to be in positions of power, as in tyrannical, tyrants, tyrants have long-term vision. They have the idea that if it's hundreds of years that it takes to implement their ideas, it's not about them as a person, it's about their cause. And many times those who love liberty have a very short-term view of life. It's kind of like what we can see within our uh, vision for the day, and it doesn't give us a commitment to stand over the long term. 
Therefore, those who wanted to corrupt our education system and move us from a liberty-based individual responsibility system into a one-world government, tyrannical, everybody-think-the-same, group-think kind of mentality, they took the long term that, first of all, they would take over the local public schools, move those into state control, and move that into federal control. And, you know, people are lazy, and if someone else will do it for them, many times that's all it takes is just hand the reins of power over to other people and let me live my life the way I want and let somebody else deal with that. How then, you may have just described it, how we wind up, of course, I have other ideas about how we wind up with Joe Biden, but uh, <laughs> how, how, did, how, did, how did we, ex- I don't understand the mindset that would even elect a Joe Biden or a Kamala Harris to the highest offices in the land. Was it a, a deception of socialism Uh, Marxism, is that really permeating through the bloodstream of our young and then some of our older people like Bernie Sanders that's bringing about this type of social change as well, Dr. McMillan? Well, first of all, you have to be conditioned to this group think where you care more about what others think of you than what God does, where you care more about the, the tone. So we have people who would prefer a sweet-speaking tyrant over a rougher-speaking protector of liberty. So they've been conditioned, and especially through the church, I have to say, to accept this weak, uh, it's it's very, um, it's just weak. And they would rather have that weakness and kindness. They, they, every word has been redefined. So this thing called the dialectic process, the doublespeak, that has one set of definitions for the uh, general population, and then those same words have internal meaning for the initiated, this has all been perpetrated in our education system in such a subtle way that the people don't even realize what's happening to them. You know, Dr. McMillan, uh, you said something there about uh, our, uh, the church, the Christian church, uh, particularly I'm thinking about in America here today. Uh, when the Lord allows me a, a chance to stand behind the sacred desk or mount uh, the pulpit or stage anywhere uh, to preach his word, I, I pray that he will never take away the fire of the Holy Ghost from my preaching. But what I have recognized, what I do see too often is what you have just said is that there is no uh, passion. There is no, uh, I, I don't know if I, I, I should say hellfire and brimstone uh, in the, 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 the preaching of, of God's word anymore. In other words, it's, it's been watered down. It's been made uh, so that somewhere in our social consciousness, it's more acceptable, as you said, to the human ear. How dangerous is not hearing the truth as it is uh, apparently uh, presented? How dangerous is that for a society to fall into? Well, it's basically a redefined gospel. 
And when the gospel is redefined, everything that comes out of it, including liberty, is redefined. Because the gospel properly presented leads to liberty. And liberty properly taught makes one hungry for the gospel. Wow. Liberty properly taught makes one hungry for the gospel. That leads me to this question, Dr. McMillan. You have often said on this show, and folks, if you have been on the tour with me anywhere around America, you have heard me say these words. You change the definition, you change the destination. Well, to the many thousands of you listening out there right now, I want you to know, and I've, I've always told you this, this lady that I am speaking to, Dr. Marlene McMillan, is where I got that phrase from. Dr. Mark Mil- Mar- Marlene, is the definitions then for everything that we have known traditionally in this com- country, especially in our educational system and even in our churches, are those definitions of what that's about, family and gender, is, are all of those being changed and what's the destination what destination are the socialists, the Marxists, trying to take us? Okay, so every definition comes with a destination. Whoever controls the definitions controls the outcome. So critical theory basically makes it very plain that their goal is to remake the family, sexuality, and education. With the control of those aspects which are all relate to family then you basically control the very soul of the person and one of the things that happens is you rob them of the understanding of cause to effect because socialism and any kind of centralization totalitarian system has to have an innocent people who are basically easily led and who do not know cause to effect because the ideas at the root of socialism have never worked and never will. Do we understand the cause to effect? Explain that to us, doctor. Okay. So when you look at an idea, you can tell where that idea will take you. The word for it is called extrapolation. So you can teach a three-year-old you stand them on the steps or even just in the room, and if they drop a plate, what happens? Okay, isn't a lot of childhood learning the cause and effect of what happens if you drop the plate? Okay, it's going to break. So the idea being you teach the child to reason out. If I do this then this is going to happen. And if I do that, then that's going to happen. If I hit my sister, she's going to cry. And then I'm going to get in trouble. Whatever level it is. But take that to the national world. There's a cause to effect of robbing people of the fruit of their labors. This is economics 101. It's so, it's really should be taught, you know, like at three-year-old, five-year-old level. So, and the workman is worthy of his hire. And so the if you make somebody work without them receiving the fruit of their labor, you have pr- pr- done something immoral. 
And then if you take that from someone who doesn't work, if you take from someone who works and gives it to the person who doesn't work, then that creates a tension in the culture that eventually leads to its breakdown. And we are seeing exactly that happening right now. So following the same reasoning and conversation, Dr. McMillan, let's, let, let's, let's wade in just a little bit more then. If, in fact, America stays on the course, as for, in your opinion, if America stays on this particular course, where socialism is obviously a, 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 a parasite on the back of the capitalist system uh, and, 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 and the free market, what then should Americans expect? Are we already seeing the cause and effect? Okay. So I have a book called The Five Pillars of Liberty. And the third pillar of the five that are the, just the entry-level understanding of this is, deals with character. Because you can only have as much liberty as you have the character to establish and then to maintain. Now, the people who have the character to establish liberty and then maintain it, value it, it's important to them. And the people who have things handed to them on a silver platter or who think somebody else is going to do the hard work and their character doesn't matter, those people become parasites on the system. And it's the same pattern every time. Is it then the pushback against wanting people to be identified as parasites on the system? One of the reasons how we got here, does that eliminating the truth in words. If, 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 if they are parasites, let's call it what it is so we can eliminate that, so we can get rid of the parasite and make them different into something else so that they will earn their way. Are we too sensitive to how people are feeling about, about uh, what they are doing as far as not contributing to our society, must we be more clear? Must we get rid of this Nancy Pansy, pan, uh, uh, you know, tutti frutti type of way of dealing and speaking to people, Doctor McMillan? It's almost sickening to me these days. Please talk to us. Well, it's not really love. You know, the love has been redefined to say lying to someone, and Proverbs twenty six makes it very plain that loving someone is telling them the truth. And the truth is there we live in a cause to affect universe. And what you have inside of you is going to come out. And there is a thing, I, you know, announce, 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 uh, you know, uh, hear the trumpets blow. There is such a thing as objective truth. And when a lie has a collision with reality, reality will always win. So why don't we warn people and love them enough to tell them the truth? There are the immutable laws of the universe. And when you follow them, you get blessed. And when you breach them, you reap the consequences of your choices. The uh, reality of those truths, the truth will always rise up again. And when I'm looking at the, the, the crumbling of an administration in Washington, D.C., Dr. McMillan, what you have just said actually makes me think of that truth 
beginning to rise up again to throw off a lie. Is the lie that was presented to us back in November and then uh, here in last January, is that beginning to erode? Is what you have just said beginning to come to fruition that the truth is beginning to emerge again? Well, tyrants need people who are willing to be pawns. So we have to, that's P-A-W-N-S, as in on a chessboard. And so what we have going on here is before, in order for this awakening to continue, we have to, each and every one of us, come to a point where we decide, are we going to just give in and agree to whatever tyranny is put upon us? Or are we going to exercise the liberty that we have still in the First Amendment and uh, build into our system? Are we going to basically, it can be very quietly, but we're just not going to speak politically correct. Even when you speak and use the definitions of tyranny, you have already given into it. So just tell the truth. See, definitions are like mini contracts, and you enter into them without even thinking about it. They're almost like a mini power of attorney that empowers others over you. So you either speak the language of liberty or you speak the language of tyranny. And you, go ahead. You know, Doc, I, I embrace that uh, myself. If, if, I, if I say something to you and I find out that uh, what I have said to you is inaccurate. I, I must. I, I can't sleep until I correct that uh, 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 immediately. I, I, I got to. Cor- I must correct that. And I get that from my father, and I get it from my grandfather. It's something that I think my grandfather must have gotten from from his father. It's just something that's ingrained in us. Uh, one thing I can say about my children is uh, all the things that they've gotten into. They very very seldom. And I, they were young when that happened, that they would ever lie to me. And, and that's just something that we just didn't, didn't do. And, and so is that then becoming, is deception, when I look at the news uh, conferences coming out of the White House, and, and when I look at the things that are being said also, Dr. McMillan, by, by those who are State Department direct uh, 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 secretaries and, and, and people in our military even, there, when we look at this Afghanistan thing, there has been obviously some breakdown of truth-telling to the American people. How do we tolerate this? How do we change it? Okay, in order for a lie to go forward, it takes two parties. It takes the listener and the speaker. If there's no listener, the speaker you know, is either not heard or quit, quits talking. So we have moved from where the, the truth is a virtue to where deceit is a virtue. And where our young people that go into ma- majors like communication are taught to get their message out. In other words, however, the ends justify the means. And whoever's the most clever with words is now the person at the top of the food chain, so to speak. So we have to come back to loving truth more than we love our comfort or than anything else. Wow. We're going to be back with Dr. Marlene McMillan in just a couple of minutes. Uh, She has a lot more to say to us. I want for her 
to identify for you and all of us the differences between liberty and freedom. Many people believe that they are one and the same. Oh, they're related, but they're not one and the same. And Dr. Marlene has been very good at bringing the, the difference between that so that you can understand it and so that you can operate uh, and, and in it uh, more effectively. Don't go away. You want to hear uh, this because Americans now more than ever, it is important that we understand who we are, what we're about, and all of us with this global relationship that we do now being brought so close together. Dr. Marlene's going to tell us about why Liberty Matters seminars and how she's talking to people around the world. Our world has become a smaller place. And Americans, it is your place, I believe, to understand who you are in uh, that framework. We do have a very unique thing here in this country, but it is slip sliding away from us. And Dr. Marlene has told us why. It's because those who lie to you need some people to hear what they're saying and then accept it. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes with Dr. Marlene McMillan, my friend. And as you can tell, I'm always fired up to have her here with me. And uh, I look forward to you staying right there. Don't you go anywhere. The C.L. Bryant Show will return in just a few minutes. But I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and stand we also have the phone apps in the app store. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven CL back with you coast to coast, border to border, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Still, I say that, and I will continue to say that, because you as a people, we as a people, are an exceptional people. We have, though, been, we've been listening to tyrants. We've been listening to people who wanted to speak things in our ears that simply were not possible, not even possible, things that were not true, not even, not even, not even in, in the slightest, but we bought it. And uh, folks, uh, we do have uh, liberty. We do have freedom. And we have freedom to believe anything we want. We have freedom to say anything we want, at least, uh, I don't know, that may be slipping away too. And so with me today is the president, founder of Why Liberty Matters, Why Liberty Matters, and that is 
Dr. Marlene McMillan. Dr. Marlene, thank you for being with me here today and welcome back uh, to uh, this portion of the C.L. Bryant Show. And I may just need to keep you uh, into the second hour. So uh, buckle your seatbelts, folks, if I'm able to do that uh, with Dr. Marlene. I'll have to converse with her here uh, during the top of the hour break and see if she can stay. Uh, But uh, I hope we can get her to stay. Dr. Marlene, when we left... I was wanting to ask you to define for our people uh, the difference between liberty and freedom. Speak to us. Okay. So this distinction has helped many people to come to a clearer understanding of all the world and how the world operates. Now, what do I mean? Well, first of all, liberty is the opportunity to make a choice, to assume responsibility, and, this is the clincher, accept the consequences. A person who lives in liberty is mature at a level that freedom can never give us. Now, what is freedom? Freedom is a more selfish term. It's a more, it's a term that says, I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it the way I want to do it. And I get to determine whether, like, whether I've hurt you or not, or whatever is within uh, what I want to do. Freedom is, is more internally focused, and it's more about me. And in many ways, freedom is the license to do what's wrong. Wow. When you look, yes, where liberty is the right to do what's right. Wow. Freedom. Say that again, Dr. McMillan. I, folks, <laughs> listen, listen closely. Say that again. Okay, so freedom is the license to do what's wrong. And liberty is the right to do what's right. Freedom gives you a license to do just about anything you want to do. In fact, you can do anything you want to do, but you are devoid of the consequences, at least in your thinking, once you're, when you're doing it. And uh, liberty, my friends, is, is actually the, the bridle that you should have in order to use that freedom uh, correctly. Dr. McMillan, so many of us don't understand how we, how we actually do abuse the liberty uh, uh, and 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 choose uh, the freedom. Liberty has the consequences. Are there consequences then to, uh, and we should see this very clearly, to making bad choices in leadership? Can we actually elect tyrants unbeknownst to us? Well, we not only can elect tyrants, the group can become a tyrant in and of itself. Wow. So the group can vote themselves the loss of their own liberty. See, this is one of the responsibilities. So this this is a responsibility of your very stewardship of your God-given rights because your God-given rights, today people say, oh, that's my right, that's my right, that's my right. Well, first of all, no man has a right to do wrong. So let's, let's just pin that down. In order to understand rights, you have to understand right and wrong. And that's not some subjective view of right and wrong. That's a very objective view of, of truth versus a lie. And that's the kind of is and not language 
that our culture now tells us is is passe, passe. You know, we don't want to talk that way anymore. We only want to speak in these relativistic terms. So you have preachers preaching these relativistic words that lead to they're they're just wickedness, no matter how religious they appear to be. Then does that lead to what we're seeing in our classrooms, especially when it comes to hard sciences, sciences like mathematics, when little Johnny believes that uh, three and three actually equals uh, oh, 15? Uh, is that, but yet the teacher applauds him for, you know, at least thinking that it could but not uh, actually correcting the error. Is that type of uh, leniency in, in, in guidelines and disciplines, is that also a product of the abuse of freedom and liberty? Okay, you have a perfect example there because what that teacher is taught is that the process is more important than the outcome. So therefore, if... The child went through this process, very complicated. They take simple math and make it so complicated that, you know, it's just, it's exhausting. But what's really going on is a diseducation. It's to make the child really think they're educated, but they're not. Now, in some of my classes, I get into this more, and I also touch on scientism. Scientism as the religion of science that doesn't have anything to do with objective reality. And so our whole culture has moved from an understanding of what we would call absolute truth. But even the concept of objective reality comes back to it's, it's like if you plant a tomato seed, what should you expect to get but a tomato? If you plant a peach seed, you should expect to get a peach tree that will eventually give you peaches. And so there's still built into the natural order of things a cause to effect that now we're trying to ignore at grievous consequences to our nation. And friends, the consequences are indeed grievous if we don't correct this process. Dr. McMillan, uh, before this hour is up, and I'd like you to come back after uh, the top of the hour, uh, tell us then how uh, the genesis of why liberty matters, what is that, and how we can engage with you on that platform. Great. Okay. Now, we have a webinar on Wednesday nights, and you find out about it at why, that's W-H-Y, Liberty Matters, Dot com, and you put in your first name and email, and then it is a double opt-in, so you'll get a message back that says, do you really want to talk to these people? And when you say yes, then we say, welcome, we're glad to let you know more about what we do. Whether you can ever join our webinars live or not on Wednesday nights, the uh, little piece we send out about what we're talking about is an education in and of itself. And you will just find many fascinating things that we do. But basically, we teach on what the Bible says about law, government, history, economics, and education. 
it is mostly leaders of leaders. You're all welcome to join. And basically, we have an exciting time because the people who come to our webinars are the people who are really making a difference. They're not so much into what the problem is. You could study problems all day long and just get buried in them. Or you can understand enough of the problem to go out and say, okay, how do we solve that? And that's what we're about. Then let's talk about, and we're going to have her um, uh, mention this and and bring it up again in the second hour as well. What time uh, also, Dr. McMillan? I didn't hear the time. Oh, uh, we're on at 740 Central Time, 840 Eastern. And we're on for almost at least an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. And you do have to sign up. We do know who is on our audience. It's not just an open forum. So you do have to sign up for Why Liberty Matters. And then you'll get the notice of how to sign up for the webinar. We do make it a little difficult because we want to exercise those muscles that it takes to have the character to maintain liberty. Speaking of uh, solving problems and not focusing on uh, uh, the on the problem itself, but solving it, how then does the American parent who have their children in public school, public education, what advice do you give to them in solving their glaring problem? right now in our nation? Well, everybody's not going to like my answer, so I'll warn you now, trigger warning, you're not going to like my answer. My first answer is get them out. I understand everybody doesn't agree with that, but you cannot sacrifice your child on this altar to, it's basically to the government altar. If you feel led to go back there and do something different, that's your business. But especially if you're a a person of covenant, in Deuteronomy 6, you have a responsibility. It's a command. It's not a uh, suggestion that you're to teach the principles of God's word to your children day in and day out all the time. And in order to do that, you have to be with them. Now, I also want to say, though, One of the things we have going on is even in the Christian schools and in the homeschool curriculum, you still got to be aware of what's happening around you because critical theory, common core, and all those things are also infiltrating the Christian schools and the Christian curriculum. Critical race theory and common core are two of the pariahs that have attached themselves to public education in America. And when we come back on the other side of the break, you know, Dr. Marlene, I haven't talked to you since this critical race theory thing has evolved uh, in this country. And, uh, and that's been several, several months now uh, that, that we have, that we have talked. And as you may know, you may not know, I've re I've relocated to, to Florida. I'm in Florida now. And uh, the, the oceans, the Atlantic side of Florida, and in our nation, and um, critical race theory, and uh, of course, this uh, Common Core, which you don't hear much about anymore, is Common Core in these next in this last couple of minutes that we have, Doctor McMillan, in this segment. Uh, tell us uh, why don't we hear much about Common Core? Has it been absorbed into? all the other 1619 projects and all of that type of thing. Talk to us. 
Well, basically, when the parents awaken to what's going on and learn the vocabulary, then they just change the labels. This is why you've got to look at the substance and the methodology, because methods enforce or negate content. So the way a child is taught is really more important even than what they are taught. The way a child is taught is really more important than what they are taught. So there are different methods and different approaches in the way a child should be taught. Give us, uh, shed a little bit of light on that way. Give us about a minute minute of what you might share on the way a child should be taught. Okay, so basically what we have is that uh, Benjamin Bloom was one of the, the fathers of modern uh, education systems. And he set out to get a common language to bring people so teachers could teach a common language and a common system of decision-making. This is what we call the dialectic process, but it operates on many other uh, names. So what they did was they asked two key questions, and everybody needs to write these down and remember these. Whenever you hear, what do you think? How does that make you feel? Those are the key questions that train a child. What do you think says that my brain, my seven-year-old brain, you know, is capable of making these big life decisions to know right from wrong. My mind is capable of deciding. And then what do you, how does that make you feel? Tells me that my feelings are more important than they are. So I teach children that feelings are fickle. And feelings change all the time, and you can't rely on feelings. So all of these methodologies that use those two points are undermining every bit of content that they offer, including the Bible. So asking a young child to make a standalone decision for themselves and asking them constantly, and that's what the television bombards uh, the mind with, especially the mind of young people, uh, even even the, the cartoons. I have been to my children's homes, uh, spent the night and wake up and I watch cartoons with my grandkids. And I'm sometimes absolutely terrified at the things that they that they are are watching because it is all revolved around their feelings. Is it then more conducive, Dr. McMillan, to uh, teach them how to to, to think more objectively or, uh, or, or, or talk to us about that, then what is the proper way? Okay, so uh, the word critical thinking has crept into our vocabulary and everybody says they want to teach critical thinking. Dr. McMillan, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought right there. We are up against the heartbreak at the top of the hour. Please stay with me uh, to the next hour. And we're going to return with Dr. Marlene McMillan, and she's going to take up what we should and how we should be educating our children. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back in just a little bit with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Thank you so much for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Dr. Marlene McMillan right here on the 
C.L. Bryant Show. Don't you go anywhere. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. the prudent plains and across america vcl bryant show is on the air and i want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us on a daily basis as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the cl bryant show uh my special guest uh in the last hour was dr marlene mcmillan and i gotta tell you something uh she is so special in her thought process and the things that she has to share with us that uh, she is one of the very, very few guests uh, that I uh, have kept on uh, the show longer than an hour. She's one of the very, very few guests that I ever invite back for uh, a second into the second hour. I think Sean Hannity and uh, Janine uh, Pirro are two. Did you Glenn Beck was another that I invite that I've invited over the seven year periods that I've been doing this show. And I, I can't think of maybe one or two others that I may have done that for, but I respect and admire Dr. Martin Marlene McMillan's opinion in such a way that I, I, I just, I just have to uh, hear more of what she has to say. And uh, the feedback that I get from you when she is on and Michelle, I don't know why we, we, you know, we haven't been in contact with Dr. Marlene, but we've, we've been in and out of town a lot. Uh, that is the truth. And there are a long line of folks that we need to get back to. And Dr. Marlene, I'm really glad that we were able to get back to you today. And I got to put you uh, further up at the top of that of that list, one, two or three slot that uh, in our rotation, because what she has to say in the seminar, the webinars that she does, Why Liberty Matters, not only helps us as Americans, but it helps people around the globe uh, think differently about their humanity and their relationship also with our creator, God uh, and uh, in 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 uh, the way she and I believe it, Jesus Christ. And so, thank you so much, all of you, for coming along with us here daily as we build the bridge to conversation. And I again want to always bring in our guest uh, of some of substance. I always want to bring to you people of true substance. When we left, we were talking to uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan, and Dr. Marlene was going to share with us, she shared with us uh, the ways that children are being um, manipulated, really, in uh, making them uh, feel as though their uh, young minds are independently capable of making the right choices for themselves, and then uh, they are being groomed to to understand and 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 believe that their feelings 
are the things that matter most about everything when actually that is absolutely the reverse of a healthy uh, relationship with self. Dr. McMarlene, talk to us about then the proper way to uh, educate and the proper way. You were about to start and I, we had to go to break uh, to educate and to uh, bring up our young people. Talk to us. Okay. So this is really an exciting area. I homeschooled all seven of my own children all the way from the beginning. I, I really feel like I started homeschooling when they were in the womb and all the way, even some of them into college. And basically what you're doing is, first of all, character is more important than content. In other words, you can always go and learn facts and figures but you have to have good character, and then you also teach them to think from principle. So we actually have a methodology of how we start with biblical definitions. Build on those definitions the principles that govern a subject. From that, then, we teach them to uh, reason out, by this point, though, with guidance, to reason out how those principles apply to their current situation and give them a chance to live them out in practical life. How they govern the situation so that they may live, live out these things in a practical, practical way in life, practicing it, being, being, making it work for you in every day, living in every day life. Dr. Marlene, you know, I was I was talking to someone the other day and we were discussing the fact that what we used to learn in our homes as children, we'd learn also in our schools when we went there. And then we'd learn the same lessons and messages in church uh, in this country. So the message was cohesive. Is there then so many, too many strange voices uh, that are being heard in this dark, dark period that we're going through at this point in time. Is that a part of what has led so many astray? The, the so many different messages that, that are out there that sometimes sound good. Talk to us. Well, I would say that what a child is reinforced with today in many ways is, a, is the same message. It's just the different message from what the parents we work with want to have their children learn. In other words, the culture, and even many times the youth groups at their church, if they even go to one, and other and the message the child gets at school, those messages are one as far as a government dependency, uh, touchy feeling, all of that kind of thing. Where a family who wants to raise their child to think and reason biblically, that's where the counterculture is. So let's come back and talk a minute about this critical thinking because we have all these Christian schools that are saying they're going to teach critical thinking and the parents want the child taught critical thinking. And I've said for years that critical thinking is not biblical thinking. Finally, now there's enough understanding of critical theory for parents to get the idea that critical thinking is a euphemism. It's just another way of introducing critical theory into your home. And you invited it in without even realizing. 
You know, Dr. McMillan, when we look at this critical theory, especially when you throw in the, the word race into critical race theory, what type of harm is it for the little black child and the little white child to somehow think that they, in this present day, must atone uh, rightly or wrongly because of the color of their skin, whatever happened to their ancestors, rightly or wrongly? How is it possible for us to atone for anything that happened in the past? Uh, how is it possible a human being can even buy into the idea that we can correct what happened yesterday? Well, let's before we even go there, let me bring up something about forgiveness. And I've actually written a book on forgiveness called Thoughts on Forgiveness. And one of the key scriptures about that is to be be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. That's Ephesians 4.32. And all of this critical race theory makes people think that not forgiving is justified. So it creates a tension that is not healthy on either side. It also creates sides where the scriptures say to look on the heart. Don't look on the outside. Look on the heart. So it robs us of having our value system right. And once your value system is distorted and you value what is secondary and you put what is secondary in the place of what is primary, you already have confusion. Wow, folks. And, 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 and oh, I hope you see even further why you uh, are hearing today on the C.L. Bryant Show, Dr. Marlene McMillan. You see, this whole idea that of, of critical race theory is actually ingraining into all of us something that is contrary to the Judeo-Christian ethic itself. And that is, it cancels out the idea that Christ leave, leaves with us of forgiveness. And, and, and when you don't forgive, then guess what? You, you can't be forgiven by others because of that. It, it, it is cancerous. And there is something very cancerous that is happening in the streets of America that we are absolutely seeing coming from the leadership in America. And so we asked Dr. Marlene a little bit earlier about how we got to this point. And that's a part of the problem. We, we know what the problem is. But now, is there a solution then found, as you say, in Scripture or in uh, the leadership of the church? Talk to us. Okay. So when I watch a video of, like, Antifa, on, on the news. My response is one of great sadness because I really am concerned for their health. When you are bitter, when you have a root of bitterness in you, it creates something that is defiling. And there, it's Hebrews 12, 15. It says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. In other words, there was grace extended that they didn't listen to. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. 
So the harm of that bitterness, actually, I'm concerned for the people's health that are promoting all that. You know, if someone is bitter toward me, that the bitterness hurts them. It doesn't hurt me. And, and it's just tragic. So it's the pulpit's job to teach many of these things and to teach people how to walk in forgiveness, which does not justify something wrong. Wow. And, and you know, when we think about what you just said, many times you are bitter towards someone who really have no clue that you are harboring this type of thing. And, and if you keep harboring it, what, it turns into resentment and then anger? And, and, and I don't know. Well, maybe it's in reverse, uh, anger, resentment, and bitterness. I don't, I don't know. But just the same, Dr. Marlene, we are actually seeing, we're tasting in some instances, the fruit of that bitterness that has been held over. Is this critical race theory and, and Antifa, are those fruits of bitterness that has been harbored down through the years? Yes, it's been sown for a long time, and it's it's reaping a very bad crop. I also want to say about critical theory, the term theory to the average person just means it's a proposal. You know, it's, it's, it's one of many choices you can choose what you want. But in the, as a term of art, the term theory actually means a worldview. And if you read their literature, if you read the critical theory literature, which I did a deep dive on and have uh, webinars in my archives that go into these things. I mean, folks, I taught on this before people knew what hardly the word critical theory was because I laid out this groundwork. And when you look at it, what they mean is that theory means a worldview. So they're telling you that they want you to look at the world through their lens of criticism, where it's basically like getting up every morning and only looking to what's wrong. So it's like putting on a pair of glasses that only see what's wrong and never see what's right. Is this the evolution of Darwinism and the Darwin expression early on in the nineteenth, uh, in the twentieth century, uh, or late in the twentieth century? The is that an, an evolution of that, uh, Doctor McMillan? It absolutely is, and you'll see it when they basically, it's a survival of the fittest. And it's an attitude that says that if I hold to this worldview, then I'm superior over you. I'm more highly evolved, is what they're saying. And those of us who still hold to a biblical standard, who still believe there's a plumb line that's hung by God, that we uh, have to acknowledge and face the consequences of. And so, yes, go ahead. And so the teachings of Christianity by necessity, according to the critical race theorist, must be attacked. Is that what's happening? Oh, absolutely. They're incompatible because the belief is that there is any uh, truth that's higher than the truth I want to believe for today. Any, it's, it's a form of cultural Marxism and humanism all mixed together. And what you end up with is people become their own gods. And when they become their own gods, they become their own tyrants. Wow. When people become their own gods, they become 
their own tyrants. Dr. Marlene McMillan, those are her words. And folks, I mean uh, to tell you, I really love sitting at her feet. Let me ask you this, Doc. Tell us uh, again uh, about why Liberty Matters. It's the second hour uh, crowd. Some of them may be coming back from lunch, but to the many thousands who listen to us every day across the country and around the globe, and to our men and women uh, who uh, defend our right to speak our mind, we want to thank you for coming along. Uh, Tell us uh, how to engage why Liberty matters on Wednesdays. What time? Okay. Okay. So you go to whylibertymatters.com and you put in your first name and email and then you'll get a message back that says, do you really want to talk to these people? And you have to say yes. I will also say this. We have had been having some trouble when people try to go to Why Liberty Matters. They uh, get told that it's not as secure or whatever. Ignore that. Change your browser. Keep at it. It'll let you through. If you need us, write to us at contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at whylibertymatters.com, and we'll help you out. And then our webinars are like no other. And I really mean that because we teach you about all these cultural issues that are going on. And some people say, wow, it's almost two hours out of the week. And one of my uh, regulars piped up and said, oh, no, she saves me 38 hours a week because I basically give you 40 hours of thinking and teaching and reasoning condensed down into these power pack slides. And then we have a wonderful Q&A with people who are informed about what's going on in the nation. So why LibertyMatters.com. If you want to expand your horizons in every way uh, as being a human being on this earth, and especially in ways that feed your soul, and, uh, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to get a good dose of scripture when you we deal with Dr. Marlene. I'm telling you that now. And, uh, but I'm telling you, you really do need to engage with why liberty matters. Dr. Marlene, um, listen, thank you so much for your friendship uh, and all of that. And and uh, I'm over in Florida now. If you're knocking on the door over here, uh, I'll be very happy to see you. And God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you. Continue to fight the good fight. You know, Dr. Marlene, I'm not sure I've asked you this question, but if I have, I'm going to ask you, haven't, I'm going to ask you now, legacy, when it's all, uh, you're sitting on the porch and looking off into the sunset and uh, you're rocking in the chair and, you know, maybe patting the dog on the head, whatever, you know, it might be. Uh, what would you want us to have said? What do you want to be said about your legacy? What do you leave it behind? Well, the two key distinctions of why liberty matters is that we teach liberty of conscience and individual self-government. And if you train somebody to preserve their conscience and to stand for truth in that way, and you teach them to have individual self-government, no matter what is destroyed around them, no matter what evils happen on the outside, they will always have the character to rebuild again and to reestablish the liberty that is their God-given absolute blessing. Oh my, what a legacy. I tell you what, 
Now, Doc, you have left a legacy just in this old boy talking to you on the phone right here. I mean, uh, the things that you have said, uh, when people become their, their own gods, they become their own tyrants. Don't you know C.L. Bryant's going to be saying that? That came from Dr. Marlene Macmillan. And, uh, and I, I, I'm on record. I'm on record right now. I'll tell the world it came from you. Listen, God bless you and God keep you. Fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are, Doc. And again, thank you so much for being with me today.